We are outdoor ladies who hunt, fish, camp, and more, all while working in conservation. I am Julia Plugi with the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. I'm Rachel Alice with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. And I'm Tana Wagner with the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks. And we want to see you outdoors. Welcome back, She Goes Outdoors listeners. We are so happy to have you here with us. It's that time of the season. Uh, past Thanksgiving, almost to the, the holiday festiveness. Everyone's getting, you know, all those plans in order and and many of us are are now becoming elves and trying to think of what's next um but before we get into today's topic what's uh what's happening in the midwest jana what's going on in kansas hey yeah lots of good stuff going on in kansas i'm gearing up for some wintertime mini bows and i'm actually so excited because i talked to rachel voss yesterday with the first hunt foundation share the heritage program or share the heritage is how it's how it's uh written um with that her emphasized because that's their women's program and so we're going to team up with rachel voss and do a women's squirrel hunt here in kansas really quick turnaround on this we just talked yesterday which was uh around december 10th and um we're going to try to put that hunt on in january like january 13th and 14th but it'll be super fun we're going to stay at the state park cabins we're going to hunt some squirrels on the wildlife area it will be a blast this weekend i'm going to go help with a delta waterfowl university hunt mentored hunt program so i'm looking forward to shooting some ducks or seeing some geese and uh, seeing those university those college students get out and enjoy that for the first time so lots going on here a lot in the mentored hunt front i have not shot a deer since that october antlerless season so we tried to go out for rifle season and got our truck stuck in the mud and it was a whole big thing so (laughs) that's what we've been up to um The Christmas season is looming and it is equal parts exciting, but it also gives me a little anxiety. So really gearing up. Julia, what's you up to in Nebraska? Oh, you know what? We're gearing up for a Beyond BOW as well. Actually, we've been doing all kinds of Beyond BOWs and gearing them up. One, the team is actually headed out as we record right now for a muzzleloader deer hunt. Really excited for that. You know, all of December is muzzleloader season here in Nebraska. Three ladies are headed clear north Nebraska. Like basically they're they're staying in South Dakota and the hunt is like just jump over the border, literally. They're pretty excited. These three had not, they've hunted deer. Two of them had hunted deer, deer before, but not have had the opportunity with a muzzleloader. So great experience there. Then in January, we're going to have a rifle deer hunt as well. Four ladies will be joining uh, Julie Geyser out by North Platte, and they're going to be learning how to deer hunt them themselves. So fingers crossed, toes crossed, they have successful harvests. If anything, at least they have a great time and move forward from there. Um, otherwise, yeah, I can't, I have a hard time believing it's Christmas. It's getting there. We've had two little snow, like skiffs of snow. So it kind of at least gets you in that mood. But then like today it's December 7th as we record and it's going to be 60 degrees. So I, I don't know this like wackiness mother nature is tossing at us. Can't figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. So here in Iowa, we have a upland um, event coming up this weekend, actually. So uh, those of our listeners that got to meet Rose Danaher, it's her ladies pheasant hunt this weekend. So we're so excited um, that that's going on. And then in 
February. There we go. Can't even remember my dates right now. Uh, February, we have a Beyond Go um, in in Harrison County. So for those of you that don't know where that is, think of Council Bluffs, Omaha, and then just jump the border and go north like just a titch. Nice. And, uh, and you'll be there. So we're excited. Both those events are completely full. But if uh, if that winter bow is, is on your horizon please let me know be on the wait list we sometimes have turnover but you know this time of season tana to your point like it's there's so much emotion like we're here in iowa in the middle of our two big firearm deer seasons so we've had lots of people have like really great harvests and then lots of people eating tag soup so you know that that, like boom bust if you will and that that kind of like to me sums up some of the holiday you know season is that boom bust it's it's all or nothing and and yeah so i i guess before we get into today's topic it's one of my favorite podcasts that we've been doing the last couple years but i do want to remind our listeners like make sure you take that time for yourself and and recharge because these holiday seasons you know no matter what what you're celebrating they they can wear on you so sometimes family time is too much (laughs) yes you can't pour from an empty cup i love that metaphor like you have to fill your cup first to be able to pour into others and to to host and to be santa claus and to do all of the things that you might be doing this season um in addition to hopefully your outdoor pursuits so you can't pour from an empty cup i like it i like you know today i have three kids trying to get ready for a christmas program that was and then one of those kiddos has going to be in a play for school and library so meantime he's like chasing me around the house needing a costume to look like marley the ghost on Christmas Carol? Who knew? I did not know there was four ghosts on the Christmas Carol. <laughs> I thought there was just past, present, and future, but there's also Marley. So here I am trying to dig through the Halloween stuff, have to move aside the Christmas stuff so I could get into my stash to find a Marley costume. We almost figured it out. I think we got it. You know, and then you got to throw that back in together so that you can find stuff for the Christmas program. So yeah, I need to fill my cup. And I know I know, I speak for uh, myself, but for me personally, filling that cup is just getting that time out, time out away from the hustle and bustle looking at the stars maybe it's a fire pit maybe it's just drinking a cup of hot chocolate whatever it is whatever that thing is i just want to encourage you to do that yeah that's right you know like this morning i was outside uh early it was still dark doing some chores and i could hear this like screech owl singing to me and it's just it's just that super cool noise, just that sound, that nature, sound of nature that you stop and you just listen to, and that screech owl singing away before the sun rises. Ugh, I love that. Did I tell you guys about glimmers? No, no. I heard it. I can't. I think it was on a podcast or something that I was listening to. And it's like our brain is trained to look for the negative things, to look for the danger, to look for the stress, because that's how you know creatures survive. But it was like, train your brain to look for the glimmers every day. And it's just like these small little things like your screech owl, Julia, or I saw a mama deer and her fawn and they were just kind of frolicking around in the grass and then they licked each other. And it was really sweet, like these little tiny, happy glimmers in our days that we can really focus on and pull some of that energy from and and fill our cup with. So you made me think of that. I'm I'm trying to focus on finding the glimmers every day. That needs to be like on our next mug. Find your glimmer. (laughs) I love it. So this time in season, we we always like to kind of look back 
And as we're trying to come up with those last minute, yes, presents, things on our wish list. Um, this is my probably my favorite podcast. I love hearing what's caught you all's eye over the last year that you're either asking for or really excited to get. So it's kind of a twofold. So um, I certainly can kick it off, but I, I think it's fun to, you want me to kick it off? Go for it. All right. So my, I always have a challenge of like, what do you buy the person that has everything, right? The reality is you should probably just draw them a picture, right? Because they probably don't need anything. But in lieu of lieu of my artwork, um, I think cookbooks are a really fun gift to give. So we've talked about some of the different wild game harvests and everything. And so I'm going to recommend Hank Shaw's cookbooks. He has a, a few different ones. Um, duck, duck, goose is like geese, ducks, um, all that kind of poultry world, buck, buck, moose, and then pheasant, quail, cottontail. So depending on who you're buying for and maybe what they like to, uh, to hunt, um, this might be an opportunity for you. Uh, well, we have the Buck Buck Moose book and the recipes in that book are so phenomenal. In fact, we took Hank Shaw's venison meatball recipe to family Christmas. I think it was last year and they were a big hit. So I definitely second that, Rachel. Really, really great resources. And the books themselves are absolutely beautiful. Um, I think anyone would be happy to receive those as gifts. I've always enjoyed um, cookbooks myself, like whether it's especially Dutch oven cooking cookbooks like there's just always some creativity in there it's just it's fun to see what other people have created in their own dutch oven cast iron and then shared with everyone else i know when we go to our we do our becoming outdoor woman programs and we do the dutch oven workshops like that's the first thing the ladies want is the like hey we want a hard copy of of that uh those recipes because sometimes pinterest gets really annoying i don't want to scroll through all that junk to get to the bottom then so all these pop-ups can go on top of the recipe. And I'm like, I just want to make the recipe with my ooey gooey fingers. And I don't want to have to touch my phone to turn it on and to get rid of that stupid ad. So we had a team retreat and our dinner one night was all Dutch oven. So the team broke out and made different uh, portions of the meal. And one of them was a, was a um, chili recipe. And then we baked the cornbread on top. Ooh, that what? sounds delicious. I was like, this is not going to work. This is this is going to be terrible. Like, who bakes bread on top of soup? <laughs> I, right? Like, who does that? It was amazing. I, I will put it in the show notes because it was the easiest chili I've ever seen. A, B, the cornbread was easy. And then you put them together and it's amazing. Like, but to continue on this path. I don't know if you guys ever listen to Cowboy Kent Rollins, but this man is a Dutch oven master. So if, if we're saying on the cookbook line, a taste of cowboy, uh, this man is amazing. And him and his wife have an awesome YouTube channel. I highly recommend you check out Cowboy Kent Rollins, but um, his cookbook is also another fun one. Oh, that sounds so good. I could go for a big bowl of hearty chili and cornbread. Mm. 
Yeah, well, there's a lot of other good items, too, that you could put um, under the tree for somebody as far as like the food portion goes. I know here in Kansas, we have Walton's Everything But The Meat Incorporated, and they sell all sorts of seasonings, um, you know, grinders, meat slicing, packaging, vac seals. Oh, my gosh. Switching from wrapping all of our like our wild game in plastic and butcher paper and then moving over to the vac seal world has changed our game and it (laughs) has made me so happy jacob taught me recently that we can vac seal our ground venison and then roll it flat with a rolling pin so that it stacks flat and even like sheets of paper in our freezer it saves so much space and it makes me so happy (laughs) it is a game changer and then you also can say like okay so, you know, if you do the one pound or the one and a half pounds, like one, two, three, four, five. Okay, no, we're good. I don't have to think about ground beef. Exactly. And I've got flavors and like whether it's sausage or whether it's burger, like all written on the little tabs going up the side. So I can just flip through it just and uh, know what I'm putting on the dinner table. <laughs> Listeners, you can't see the weird finger ladder climbing movements, but... <laughs> The se- they're, they're pretty impressive though <laughs> the sound effects they got it with that sound effect yeah i've been trying to find that perfect gift to give my uh second son he's a he's 11 years old and like i keep asking him what do you want for christmas and he just doesn't know now you know year round they'll say everything they want and then we should really be writing that down because i'm like hey wait till christmas it comes to christmas and nobody remembers but i mean a he wants a chiefs because he's a chiefs fan uh, blanket. He's struggling right now, but he's still, he's going to keep with the fan. And then the <laughs> second one is he loves to fish. Like he just, he's obsessed with fishing. So I thought, well, let us get him a, like a digital scale, just a cheap digital scale so he can weigh up, measure up his catches. And then I've been on this war path of our house to organize it because it, it is a flipping hot mess in our house and it just needs organized and decluttered. And so one thing I thought, you know, maybe for these fishing poles, we'll just get him like a rack that he can hang his poles on in somewhere in the house. I don't know. He'll probably want them in his bedroom, but we'll just, we'll just hang them up. And I thought, get those poles organized. And he knows what he has. And there's just, just a lot that just, it may, it saves space too. I got the wall space, hang them up. So have you guys heard of Tenkara fishing? Oh yeah. So, um, the Japanese style of fishing, it's, it's similar to fly fishing, but the beauty of it is that you can have a, a very long eight, nine, 10 foot pole, but they condense down to about 12 to 14 inches and they go into a hard case, like carrying case. Oh. So if you have any anglers in your family that, that want to get into fly fishing, this is like fly fishing for dummies. That's how I associate it. Not, not discounting either sport. It's more just the skill and just the, amount of equipment to get going and i've been fascinated but tenkara usa has some amazing um equipment videos just to get you going and and really understand but the 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 commercial japanese fishermen use this type of pole so they could get up into the high mountains and fish i'm amazed maybe maybe julia that's another option just diversify all of his fishing interests to spread oh, out the joy. I like it. I like it. I'll have to look into that. Uh, just even a fishing pole, right? I think I saw a meme the other day. It's like 
you have to have more than one pencil and you also have to have more than one fishing pole. Gotta have that backup. And he's still That's traumatized by losing a bobber. He was at some youth fishing uh, tournament, traumatized since July by losing that one. It wasn't the bobber. It was a bait. Like that one. It was the lucky bait. He lost it. That hurts. You know, and if you have someone in your life, too, that is working on being more present and trying to live in the moment, trying to stop and take a breath. What I found and I've started practicing is keeping a car fishing pole. (laughs) And I know that sounds weird, but I keep a specific fishing pole in my car with a small little condensed set of tackle, a little pair of like pliers, hemostats, whatever in a fanny pack. And it's just all condensed. I can grab it. I can throw my line in a couple of times. If I pass a body of water on my way home from somewhere and it just encourages me to stop and take a break. And so sometimes that makes all the difference in the world. It's just having one that is designated to be in the back of your car. It's something that condenses down small and you've got it and you can take advantage of those opportunities when they come up. You know, and on top of that, you know, if you buy that for a friend, a family member, uh, why not you can get them fishing permit too is with that. Give them the fishing permit, the annual right tucked in there and in that little tackle box and that pool. What a what a wonderful gift. You know, another thing that our family does is we like to do kind of the categories for gifts. So every year somebody and we just started doing this recently. So don't give us credit for being this organized all the time. But we started doing, you know, something to wear, something to read, something you want and something you need. And I really, really like that something to read category because there are a lot of different options out there, whether you're an older individual or whether you have young kids and you're looking for something. And uh, I actually was going through a chest. It was like my great grandma's chest and it's full of quilts and like beautiful things. I uncovered a book from my childhood that I had forgot that I had. And it's called The Snow Tree by Carolyn Repchuk. It is one of the most beautiful books in the world. There's a little black bear on the front. It's got red writing and it. it says the snow tree. And this book is texturized. And the whole premise is that all of these woodland creatures are coming together to decorate this cedar tree that's out in a pasture somewhere. And so we, I remember being a little kid and running my hands over the pages and feeling like the ridges on the blue jays feathers or feeling the maple leaf. So if you are looking for, you know, a Christmas winter themed book for a little kiddo in your life, I highly, highly recommend The Snow Tree by Carolyn Repchuk. Um, (laughs) This is not at all a paid promotion, but I found it the other day and it was just so touching. You can't really put a price. You can't put a true monetary figure on what those mean right like you just had a glimpse into six five eight year old tana and like you know all those memories of of the the family there and and what you were doing and like how special that is and then you know that book if assuming you don't have a flood or anything crazy right that book's going to be around in 30, 40 years when maybe you can read it to your grandchildren. Like, what a cool thing. And listeners, if you're interested in it, like, there's a thousand of them on on uh, used book sites on the internet because I just Googled it. And uh, <laughs> five bucks, you can get it delivered to your house. So I'm looking forward to checking out the snow tree. Great idea. Mm, that's a great one. You know, and another thing, if you're an older um 
individual is all of our states offer magazines like our wildlife and parks magazines or DNR fish and game magazines. And they are so fascinating. They're filled with all sorts of cool stories about what our staff are up to. um, Some of the biology, we have independent writers that write in for these stories. And if you're listening to this podcast thinking, well, I already have a subscription. I want to challenge you to do something. Give that gift to someone else. You can gift a subscription to any of our magazines to someone else or to an organization. So I recently started getting a subscription for our Wildlife and Parks magazine in Kansas for our local library. And I'm so glad that I did. So that subscription is immediately going to get sent to the library. It never changes hands with me. It cost me next to nothing. It's like 13 bucks for an annual subscription in Kansas. Um, So send that to your local library, send that to a nursing home or retirement home, a community center. You know, if there's not an individual in your life that you're thinking about, consider giving it to a group like that. Great idea, Tana. We have the Nebraska. Great idea, Tana. We have it here in Nebraska as well called Nebraska Land. And the same thing. It's 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 that it's a great gift. Give a subscription. And right now we're running specials too. Like you if you I don't have the specials on the top of my head, we can post them, but they definitely are specials. And it's it's I mean that's the the gift that keeps on giving. They're gonna get a subscription monthly and get touched up on what's going on with our the biologists uh there's also some really cool history that like i had no idea happened in nebraska but these authors and and the editors put this together in a really cool story and format that it honestly that that person that you're sending that magazine to doesn't have to be into hunting they don't have to be into fishing just that that rich knowledge that they will really enjoy Rachel, what are you reading right now? Do you guys have any special Christmas books or anything outdoorsy that you recommend? You know, I was just, I was just going through my head, you know, so we were lucky enough to um, have on our podcast an author and, and I keep thinking about Echo. I keep thinking about that book and um, I, I still enjoy it. Like, yeah, Echo goes with me sometimes when I'm just out in the woods. And I think that's silly, but I love it because, you know, Echo might be an 11-year-old fictional character. Or maybe he was 12. Doesn't matter. Um, but he's there sometimes, and, and I do enjoy uh, a lot of books. Um, another another great one that is absolutely an oldie, but it's a classic and... Um, I come back to it annually or every other year is um, Aldo Leopold's Sand County Almanac. Uh, that book, just the the writing in it and just the thoughts that um, Aldo Leopold had so many years ago um, uh, within his time, you know, at, at, out in nature and just kind of observing it uh, is just one that some days I wish I I grew up and lived at that same time when there was just that absolute stark nature sometimes. So uh, it takes, takes you back and, and makes us think. Yeah. That was one of the single most impactful books that I read in like my upcoming into the conservation career field. I love that book. And another one that we've had multiple guests on our podcast um, 
recommend to us is Braiding Sweetgrass. I know Amy Bowsman recommended that book. That is a fantastic book as well. It's told through the lens of, I believe it's a Native American woman or Native American researcher, probably both. Um, And it is just a beautiful book, beautiful imagery, but it ties in so much of the cultural, the spiritual, the scientific knowledge, all kind of in one place. And a braid is a very good way to put it. It's a stunning book, and I think it would be appreciated by anyone in your life. Yeah, Robin Wall Kimmer, she has an amazing story. Um, She is Native American, but she's also a trained biologist. And, and it was her love of the plants and animals and really trying to understand the, the, the yin and yang, if you will, of nature and, and through biology that drove her into the science world. But she always connects it back to the stories of her youth and the stories of the first peoples. And it's fascinating. I've been listening to it um, on just on audiobook because it's, it's fun to kind of immerse yourself into that world when you're driving and it's dark and the countryside isn't all that exciting because you can't see anything. Excuse me. Um, But it is a fabulous, fabulous book. And um, another one, so many of our listeners know I grew up on the East Coast. So another one that's kind of in the same line is called The Outermost House. And it's a year-long reflection on living on the Cape Cod, on a beach in Cape Cod. And for those of you who don't know Cape Cod, it's like the outermost peninsula. I call it, I use the reference of the arm. You know, Michigan used the reference of the mitt in your hand. Um, on Cape Cod, you use like, like you're, you know, showing off your muscles. Um, and it's at the tip, the very tip of the of the of your arm and um it's it's an amazing look at just a totally different landscape and a totally different ecosystem so if you're dreaming of the beach and you might find yourself in snowy nebraska kansas iowa uh this might might be a good reflection to kind of warm yourself and think of a different landscape experience is definitely is a theme. Like I just, I, that's the, always the first thing that I go to for those, those special people is what type of experience can we give them? Especially when they're past that youth age where, you know, just stuff isn't always necessary. Like we can go buy the stuff that we feel that we need or want, but those experiences that you don't think about, like a state park permit, right? I mean, we, Nebraska has state park permits. We can, buy an annual pass for so little cost and then give it to them. And it's, again, it's that gift that keeps on giving, maybe give them some parks cash or parks bucks. That's basically essentially it's, it's a gift card to spend for uh, reservations um, stuff that's at the parks, just a lot there. Um, Another one is like Mahoney state park. You know, we have our pools there, they could get an annual pass to be able to go to that pool if you're within the Lincoln or Omaha metro area. Uh, it's or maybe a cabin stay. Like let, go pick a date and and buy them that cabin that week and say, hey, this is the weekend. I have it reserved for you. There's no getting out of it. Bam! Here's what you're doing those two days of the year and and have it secured. Mm, that's a good one. And keep in mind, BOW too. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, if you come to our BOW event, 
I don't, and I don't know what happens in Nebraska and Iowa, but in Kansas, we don't offer any sort of like BOW gift voucher. However, you can certainly put that $275 registration cost in an envelope and hand it to somebody, or even just make up a little voucher and say, Hey, when the time comes, I want to pay your way into Bo this year. That's a beautiful thing. If you guys need help making one of those little vouchers, I'm happy to make one for you, but consider that consider just telling someone, Hey, this year, I want to sponsor your experience at Bo. What a beautiful gift. I like that idea. I feel like we should have made gift cards and we can, we still can. We could just make B-O-W, she, go, she Goes Outdoors gift cards. And honestly, listeners, if you reach out to one of us and want to secure a spot because you heard us talking about that, I will make it work here for sure in Nebraska. And I bet these ladies will too. Just like, hey, I want to buy this person a spot. Now watch, our phones are going to light up. Like, hey, all these people that already know us are going to want to do that. But uh, just give us a shout out and, and we will put it on our calendar and remind us that, hey, Molly Lou wants to secure a spot for her new friend to take to BOW. And Molly Lou wants to bring Donna Sally to go to BOW. I just went on. A, I want to meet these ladies. I just went so on. Funny. Well, to, to, funny is Molly Lou is actually my cow's kid or my kid's cow. But I, yeah, <laughs> I just came up with Molly Lou. Okay. That was a wrong pathway. But anyways, next. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's a great idea. So we've got some books. We've got some great experiences. I can tell Rachel's working on something too. What were you thinking, Rachel? No, I was just, I was thinking, honestly, like, we live in such a commercialized society where everything has to be bought. Um, to Julia's point, in addition to Bo, like taking them out, right? We, I think, I know myself, I assume that people are more skilled, more knowledgeable than I, but I think it'd be really fun to create your cool coupon and we're going to go for a hike. We're going to go walk, you know, March 3rd at 10 a.m. We're meeting at this parking lot. And we're doing it. It's on the calendar. You know, I'm bringing my charcuterie board and we're having a hike and then we're going to sit and hang out. And if there's a, you know, playground, the kids are going to run, whatever it is. Just, just, um, I don't know. I think we look past some of the the fun things. Um, we have such in our world, in this conservation world, like we have so many cool connections and uh, wild spaces still within very close proximity to our homes that I, I think we forget about. Um, and that time, and I think especially as you get older, that time with friends and family um, just is all that more important. So um, that's what I was thinking about while you uh, while you were talking about Bo and, and giving gifts um don't look past the homemade stuff, I guess, is, is the long and short of it. Mm, true. Yeah, I've even heard of like skill swaps where people will meet up and that's the whole gift. It's like, hey, I'm good at this one thing in the outdoors or in canning or in cooking or whatever it is. Then you're good at this other thing. Let's just agree to kind of swap those. And how fun to be teaching about something that you care about, that you know about, that you're passionate about. And then you get to sit back and learn a new skill from that person that you're partnered up with in the skill swap. Or maybe it's a whole community. What a cool idea. Our next newsletter, our Outdoor Woman BOW newsletter that we've been sending out months 
monthly, we are focusing on one of the ladies that we work with here at Game and Parks, and she's in our wildlife division, and she takes shotgun shells, and she puts them, kind of drills a hole in them, and puts them on top of lights. And so she's like recycling a used shotgun shell, the casing there, and and just kind of dolling them up to an outdoor hunting theme. So it made me think about that as you were talking about making something, because she gave me a set of those for Christmas one year, and I love them. Like they just, you can decorate a tree, or you can decorate the a blind even, or you can dress up a cabin with them. So it's pretty cool. And we're going to be putting that her instructions on the newsletter. So hit Nebraska BOW's website if you're not receiving our monthly newsletter, it's to make sure that you uh, get that subscription that comes out in, in December here in a couple weeks. That's a cool idea. I've seen something similar to that, Julia, that I'm just obsessed with. I don't know about you guys, but the hold that a felt hat has on me, they don't look good on me. And I always feel stupid when I wear them out, but I'm obsessed with them and I love them. And I have a bunch of them hanging on my wall. They're just so fun. And I just feel so like boho and cool. But anyway, I've seen a lot of people taking like the end of those shotgun casings, Julia, or, um, you know, other kind of components of their hunt and adding those to the felt hats, maybe with a couple of feathers stuck behind or something like that. So like, let's say you mentored a gal this year and she harvested her first uh, pheasant or her first turkey or something like that, you could save or steal a couple of those little feathers from her and stick those into the brim of a felt hat, maybe with the shotgun shell that she had, the little end of it, and make a cute little customized gift. You can get those felt hats for relatively not much money and customize it for them. And how cool would that be? You could use little sticks even. It doesn't have to be hunting related. Um, And make a really cool heartfelt gift from a memory that you'll both cherish. And if you have a, if you have a guy in your life that you'd like to to do similar thing i've seen it done on a tie tack so you take the tie tack and then you take that brass or uh the back of the your rifle case whatever and uh yeah and glue it on and they look so they look so cool i'm like i want to wear a tie just so i can wear that but uh yeah what a great great idea i love the customized uh, felt hat and I want to see Tana rock the boho look because I think you could pull it off. Oh yeah. With I her hair being long and, and uh-huh. the way it is. Oh yeah. Totally could pull it off. Yeah, like my hair underneath would just like throw out like curly. <laughs> like, yeah. But oh that long hair. Tana we want to see. We got to see. You got to send us a picture. Guys. You know those looks that you just feel so confident in the house and then you roll out of the house and you catch a glimpse of yourself in like a shop window and you're like whoa this was bolder than I meant to go. <laughs> Yes, this is story of my but. life right there. <laughs> I'm rocking that so here today. <laughs> we'll have to rock our felt hats at the next meeting or our next She Goes Outdoors meetup and take a picture. Hey, when we when we meet up here in January at Mafwa in South Dakota, there we go. We'll have to do there it. There we go. Oh, that's super fun. Um, and just what a fun like craft project that would be too to get together with a couple folks. So definitely, like Rachel said, do not overlook some of the homemade gifts. I'm curious, you know, if we are going to go the purchasing route, what gear is on everybody's list? Like, what are we thinking gear wise? Because I tell you what, I went on that bear hunt and other than the pants, which I've talked about multiple times, I'm glad I got my Detali and my Prios pants. Um, the other thing that I actually borrowed from somebody was a shooting stick. It was just a monopod. So a singular pole shooting stick and it had a rubber bottom on it that I used as a hiking stick most of the time. But if I had seen a bear, I could have used <laughs> as a shooting stick to kind of stabilize my rifle. 
I didn't, you know, it was something that was like offered to me and I was like, oh yeah, I guess I'll take it and throw it in. I used that thing 100% of the time, every single day. It was lightweight if I didn't want to use it, but most of the time I was using it as a trekking pole. Great gift and relatively inexpensive. They kind of telescope into themselves. So I definitely recommend that. And I hope one of those finds its way under the Christmas tree for me this year. <laughs> hint, hint, nudge, nudge. I like Jacob. it. <laughs> does he listen will he listen should we just like specially send him this episode so he knows yeah just like oh casually hey i really think you should listen to this one nonchalantly <laughs> tag him on your facebook page yeah got it definitely what about you guys so i still have not received i i got bones to pick apparently maybe um the, the subtle hints need to be like knock knock into my house as well but uh i still haven't got that shotgun that i've been wanting and i think i talked like i was thinking away the way to work this morning what what do i want and then it dawned on me i still haven't got what i asked for last year how sad is this but i want just like a compact shotgun that i can take upland hunting you know i've been borrowing some and they're great but i hear a lot about all these different um different styles, different brands, but definitely with me kind of being, oh, vertically challenged, especially in the, sh- the arms and my body structure that I, I think something like compact is what I definitely need. Uh, Frocky had come to mind. I've been heard that was like a, like a light, but yet compact and not too, uh, with a lot of recoil. So that one's, I'm just going to keep on highlighting it on the, on the list. Rachel, right, what, about what action you? type, Julia? Hold on, hold on. We got to get all the details here to make sure that if anybody's <laughs> listening, they can get this sorted out. Do you want a break open? Do you want a semi-automatic? Oh, you know, semi-automatic. I like a semi-automatic, but okay, yeah. <laughs> or over under. Oh, those are just. I like the over unders too. Over and under is fun for upland hunting. That'd yeah. be a good one. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay, so one of the two, huh? One of the two. I'm at this point after year two. I'm not picky. <laughs> Rachel, how about you? So, Who do we need to nudge first? Do you have that like nudge, nudge, hint, hint? No, I, I'm pretty, like my closet's full, quite honestly. Like I, I think I'm good, but so we've been, we've been spending a lot of time working on our cabin, spending a lot of time standing on a ladder. And I was like, no big deal. Just wear my boots. Da, 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 da. I looked, I wore them out up on hunting a couple of weeks ago and I looked down and the sole is coming off of my boot. Like I could see my sock. I'm like, apparently I've literally worn these apart. So, um, glue for Christmas. That's what you want. <laughs> shoe glue, right? That's no, where you're going. <laughs> no, I think, I think I just want some new boots. Oh, better yet. <laughs> I think we're going to step up our game and, and just get some new boots. And, and I'm always amazed at what comes out. Like the market is insane um you know you bought boots five years ago and what's out there now and where you can go so i don't even know what direction to go but there's some amazing brands whether it's merrill or whether it's keen or oboes like everyone has their their go-to um i've secretly been in love with ultras lately um i love their shoes uh they just have a wider toe box and i don't I um I'm enjoying it. So I'm probably in the in the boot market. It's not really beautiful. It's not this like higher calling. It's just functionality and something because I I know it's gonna work. And uh if your feet are cold, if your feet are miserable, 
game over. Yeah, I picked up a pair of uh, La Sportivas from REI before my bear hunt. I had limited time to break them in, but they worked out great. Um, so I really, really liked that brand. If anybody's curious what I wear. I had a corn stalk go through the bottom of my... Uh, they were either Keens or Merrells. And I was really just, dis- it was like a, I was walking through a cut cornfield on a hunt. Ouch. And I must have, like Rachel, just like worn the soles down on my shoes so much that they were thin anyway. But yeah, stepped on a corn stalk and it went right through the sole of my shoe and poked me in the foot. Well, wow, really? I'm going to retire. Yeah. I think some of those brands, and I'm not going to knock any brands, but I do think they have not uh, improved themselves any. There are, there are definitely brands out there that are getting better, maybe some new brands, but then there's some of those brands that we used to love and adore that I just feel have changed. Like they're just, mm-hmm. they're, they, they want to keep that same price or they have gotcha and buying their shoes. But now let's just, let's fix them this little bit so that we can save the cost. And they think they still have a great shoe until the corn stock goes through them. Sometimes that is. And I will admit that I've had those shoes since um, I was in college, which admittedly has been a few years now at this point. Um, so not as long as mine. If I still had a pair of shoes <laughs> since college, that's good. Even if they still fit, that would be great. Uh, yeah. And so and I don't know about you guys, but I'm the type to uh, to drive a car till the wheels fall off, to wear a pair of shoes until the soles give out. So, yeah, same. Yeah, I, I, they didn't owe me anything. Let me just put it that way. I've got my use out of them. So I'm not, I'm not discounting them at all. I just, you know, if, if, it, if there are a new pair of boots wrapped up that are beautiful and we have some amazing retailers out there that, you know, that are going to point you in the right direction and are going to help you once you really kind of, you know, Tana just gave a nod to REI. If you say like, look, I'm, I'm spending some serious money going on the bear hunt. I want a pair of boots that are going to last. I'm going to to get up there. You know, they're going to help you out. Um, so, so listeners, if you're like, oh, I don't even know where to start, get the Dr. Google out and then just go try them on. Cause your foot compared to my foot compared to anyone else's foot is going to be totally different. So, yeah. And here in the Wichita, um, REI, we had Carlos, remember he came on and did the backpacking Mm -hmm. webinar for us. He's still out at REI and he was nice and helped me. And if you've been to Bo in Kansas, Kaylin Leninger, our backpacking instructor also works out at that location. So, um, you know, some folks, you know, from the podcast and let them know, let them know who sent you. All right, Rachel, you want to close this up? for this holiday season episode? Absolutely. Well, listeners, uh, thanks for joining us today. At the end of the day, we hope you have a wonderful holiday season. We hope you uh, find some delight, whether it is package under that tree or homemade gift or something that came from the Amazon man or woman. We just hope that you really enjoy this time of year um, and start reflecting and and more importantly, like start planning next year's adventures. Uh, that's where I get more excitement is getting maps out and looking and scouting and, and figuring out what you're going to do, whether it's, you know, trying ice fishing or you're going to, you know, really get in gear so that you can maybe try an out-of-state hunt, whatever it is. Um, let this be the start of your next adventure and and let this uh yeah just get going don't don't put it off till tomorrow um that's kind of the the theme of this podcast and we hope you have a wonderful wonderful safe enjoyable holiday season and until we meet again 
We'll see you outdoors.